Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Steve, and we are here to discuss A War to End All. This is the third book in the Manifest Delusion series, and we'll be discussing chapters 28 through 46. And before we get started, just a thank you to uh, Michael R. Fletcher for the intro and outro music, and of course, to also to Clayton Snyder for letting us get the book early. So with all that out of the way, Varsha, will you kick us off? Hi, my name is Varsha. <clears throat> This is my first time reading the series. I have a little YouTube channel called Reading by the Rainy Mountain, where I like to talk about my favorite books. <laughs> nice. And Dan. Um, hi, I'm Dan. And um, I prepare nothing for my very humorous <laughs> intro. So that's it. I'm not a special person. I don't have a YouTube channel. Pretend this is funny. <laughs> you're, you're special to us, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree. Why can't I think of saying nice things like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So uh, we we read the next quarter of the book, and so what are everyone's thoughts going into the final twenty five percent? So I have to say, you guys were incredibly sweet for not discussing that we met the monster on the book <laughs> at the end of the last <laughs> reading section that I missed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that I, I was so sure that would be an end of the book thing. And, you know, we probably still will see it again. But, yeah, thank you for not <laughs> breaking that. <laughs> and Dan, what about you? What are your thoughts? Um... I'm still not sure what's going to happen. Like, it's it, I don't know, it still seems like we're not... It doesn't seem like we're into the final, you know, sequence of events, I think. Um, it still feels a bit like sort of setting up for that. Mm. So I'm still unsure what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like the... Like we're... like you know, two thirds done with the last book of the series. It, it just, cause we're still meeting new characters and we're still setting things. We're still like being introduced to new people. And it's, it feels like there's another book after this. So I wonder what's going to happen mm -hmm. in this last 25%. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it feels like, Oh, you sorry. don't feel like that. Marcia? I mean, no, I, I agree that it doesn't feel like we're getting close to the end, but, also, in some ways, I feel like we are because all of the uh, doppels, um, I don't remember what happened with Nacht in this section, but um, all of them are sort of destroying everything around them in some way or the other. And, you know, I don't, I may have been uh, misguided by the name, like a war typically in fantasy, you know, usually we have these big battles that conclude everything. But here it's just, a war to end all and it feels like they're just ending all existence or at least existence as they know of it in this world in various forms so i feel like we mm. are building up to some sort of conclusion in that vein but um so that i i feel like i mean i have a feeling that this the ending is going to be underwhelming in a good way you know like not this big blowout <laughs> ending perhaps but something mellow like yeah cool the world ended and that yeah let's move on <laughs> like uh what's that hitchhiker's guide 
to the galaxy book. I don't remember. I feel like it, it's going to have a sort of Hitchhiker's Guide level ending. That's that's my guess from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a good point that there was no actual war. Mm. And I guess it sort of makes sense because also the previous books were all very character focused, not, you know, state or whatever thing focused. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Steve, you've read some of his other books, right? Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned Yeah, I read no? his uh, short story. Are they also? Hmm. Are they also like that or? Uh, I haven't read his other series. It's on the shelf here somewhere right behind me. But um, yeah. Yeah, I. I, I do think that we're, we like, Fresher made a good point that it's. We, we, I think we thought it'd be like a big war, and it also it almost feels like things are falling apart, like things are cracking, and like the world's going to end, kind of feeling because mm-hmm. we do have some hints that things are kind of starting to wrap up, but it at the same time we're we're meeting new people, like we have a new mm-hmm. slaver, and we have some other, and I love uh, the. Uh, uh, Garen is uh, that's I love her I love she just yeah. burns everything but um, so it, it does feel like everything's falling apart and, and what's the deal with farmhouses there's a lot of them oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's something yeah. special about farmhouses there was and was it the same farmhouse as from the second book uh, it seemed like it yeah, yeah, I thought so. Could it, could it be? Because uh, I'm not sure about the geography and where they're going, right? But could it be? They were near Gotlos, right, in the second book. And we are pretty much skirting the borders of Gotlos, it seems like, in this. I don't remember which topper, or maybe it was Gehen, who went to the barn. There was a barn and the farmhouse had disappeared. But I don't remember what happened to the farmhouse. It was knocked, wasn't it? Yeah, it was knocked, right? But then I feel like he would have yeah. recognized the farmhouse then. Because hmm. hmm. he he talks about there being a hole in the maybe a hole in it. I thought that was where the where the events of the second book happened. Hmm. But it is re- is there even a a Gatlos? Because it seems like it's not real, like it's an illusion. Oh, that's unclear. That mm. horse is telling us all kinds of lies. It, it, or yeah. because he convinced doubt that it's not real, so doubt made it into a paper world, and then it's like, yeah, I convinced you, so that's why it doesn't exist. You basically destroyed this city. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It. It could be, but something I just thought about um, from what you were saying, um, I guess of all the characters being introduced, well, some still being introduced, sort of, it does feel a lot like um, an RPG campaign sort of thing, mm. you know, where the, the game master is not in control of completely of the flow of the story and sometimes things happen because players do something. Mm. <laughs> And then it's react, and then you have like characters come in for a bit, and you know it's a bit unpredictable, mm. right? Yeah, it does feel a bit like that. Does this world have RPG origins? Do you know? I don't remember. I don't think so. But mm. every fantasy series seems to have some kind of <laughs> inspiration from RPGs. Yeah. Fair enough. 
I don't know. Everything I was thinking of was like, now that you were talking about all the Morgan doppels, I was like, oh, those kind of remind me now I think about like the four horsemen mm. of the apocalypse, sort oh. of. Oh. Not the same, not famine and stuff like that, but their own version, I guess. And because they're bringing sort of an apocalypse. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and I think. Yeah. Our minds <laughs> are blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the I mean I think it's getting more and more obvious especially the last few chapters with um, Christianity references right sorry did I lose you guys yeah you're back hello okay yeah so I, I was saying that the last few chapters the Christianity references are more and more obvious it's not any religion mm. I think some of it is specifically about Christianity I guess the flesh and mm. blood uh reference and then i don't i don't remember but there were a few oh and then yahweh i guess but that's not exactly christianity but um uh, kind yeah of. yeah i suppose so that was the only god real world god refer- reference by name um I, I suppose the others could be construed as you know the other religion gods the ones that fell out of the sky yeah. when mm. taboo brought Unless we consider the king in yellow a current, you know, in the real world god, mm, yeah, which you know it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah. So the so the gods falling out of the sky could that be like falling angels? I suppose it could be, or mm, or yeah. or it's a crack against all real world religions, right? Like I guess Hinduism has a whole pantheon, and um, I, I guess Islam doesn't have a deity they worship. But I guess I. Oh no! They have God. Yeah, they have God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Same as Christianity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess Yahweh covers a whole lot of religions there. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like you know some of them they said are metal, some wrapped in uh, uh, animal skin. That mm. sounds a bit like Shiva to me. I don't know if that's the reference they had because Shiva. Um, I don't know if you guys know the God, but. He has uh, a river mm-hmm. flowing out of his uh, what bun, <laughs> mm. and he has a, a snake around his neck, and he wears animal skins. So yeah, I feel like maybe mm. some Hindu gods are referenced there too, but I could be just reading into that. Yeah, I mean the whole you know through all the books, there's a lot of jabs against religion yeah, yeah. You know, very very obvious yeah. right yeah so. the most direct ones like at least the ones that got the immediate references of were at christianity but like i think it is generally against religion and it feels like the whole world order in general you know especially the the epigraphs are getting more obvious in that regard as well <laughs> like <laughs> this one about um the the chapter 46 i think was particularly telling uh the gods piss on us and the priests tell us it's raining. The bankers tax us and tell us it's for the greater good. Ironic then that the church is never taxed and the bankers never bothered by venal guilt. So it if so we talked about this in the last two books where it felt like commentary on the real world and it was fairly subtle. We read what we wanted into it. Here it's like, <laughs> no, these are the things I'm angry about. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it feels more obvious. That's also the reason why I feel like it's just sort of a reworking of all the things that they hate and destroying that, but on a 
very fundamental level yeah i guess i wonder what do you think about um like again criticism of religion in a world like this because you could make the argument that in a world where people's belief shape reality the existence of religion would be quite a good thing because it would sort of help people maintain you know correct the correct reality i guess or some or somewhat an ordered reality mm. right because if you think about why you know why religion exists a lot of the time or some religious practice exists in real world it's to codify behaviors which are good for the people like oh don't eat this because it might be bad for you or social dynamics which are i'm not going to say good but maybe just like stable for mm. a society um so i would think maybe it would even be more in a world like this or do you think it's just like the opposite in a world like this religion is even worse because it could actually shape reality so something bad in religion would be even worse because it would make it real yeah i what do you think i wonder are delusions like a form of religion is that what they're playing at here that delusions become that they become like almost religion or they they're meant to keep people in line and it's how mm. how they're used or how they're how the delusions are used against everyone i i don't know i but yeah, I definitely think that there there's there's some commentary there about religion um, and criti- a lot of criticism about religion about uh, you know like Morgan all his his followers believing in him and being like lemmings basically, and he just can't he doesn't have he he can't control all of them to do what he wants them to do so he ends up losing a lot of them so he he's kind of he's almost. He, dwindled down to almost nothing now because he's lost everyone so i wonder if that's um you know these people without a mind of their own without any agency if that's kind of what they're playing at too is you become a, a mindless follower like following each other off the cliff hmm. i guess do you think that like having mindless followers believe in you gives less power to the gods because they don't have the right to believe in it you know like you can't if you force someone to believe in something then the strength of their belief is going to be weaker Mm. i think in peacetime it might be okay but if in in battle it seems to not (laughs) be working for morgan very well um yeah it's it's, uh it's definitely on the nose though the religious mm. stuff yeah mm. yeah i feel like this world is you know the thing that some fantasy and maybe even sf books do where they take a real world scenario and then they exaggerate the hell out of it so you can see how it would look if everything went bad or sort of see the allegory in it and like understand that this is what they're talking about this feels like that to me in many ways it because the underlying commentary that they make about religion, I sort of agree with um, about our world. Yeah, like these are exaggerated versions of religious worshippers, but like, okay, before the record, I'm an atheist, so (laughs) I have some very strong opinions about religion and uh, the system of uh, belief and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, so I I happen to agree with a lot of the underlying commentary. So this feels like an exaggerated version of 
our world in some sense. So yeah, I think to answer your question, Dan, or like to try and come up with an answer for it, it feels like this is what they made the world to be. There are a lot of epigraphs uh, that say, uh, if you could choose anything, why would you choose the bad things? Right? Uh, I I forget which one. Um, something, there was one about the sins of the father are in- inherited by the son, but no one talks about the virtues. And uh, mm-hmm. there was one more. I think Victig had a dream and there was a god trapped in it. Yeah, she says, you could make it a heaven, you could make it a heaven, you could make it a heaven. So it's like, if you can be deluded and you can do whatever you want, why aren't you choosing the good things? And that, well, I feel like that's the same as our world, right? Like, you, you, there are many nice things that religion gives you, all the ones that you pointed out, Dan, like community and a good sense of mo- moralism and so on. But then there's so much damage the world sees because of intolerance, religious and otherwise. Mm. This, um, yeah, this feels like an exaggerated version of that. Like, this, it could have been another way in this world too, but it's not. Yeah, there was an epigraph on 35. Uh, As a political leader, there are two things you must understand. Faith is believing what you can't see, and so is insanity. Of the two, faith is more easily shaped, and thus the results are controllable. Insanity is purest chaos. You must never let the masses understand that faith is a choice, and that power is was theirs to begin with. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know. And as far as like, you know, people making things bad when we could make things good, mm. I guess maybe uh, making maybe Michael R. Fletcher and uh, believes that people are inherently bad or self-destructive, mm. maybe. Yeah. Because that's the that's all the usual question, right? Are people inherently bad or good? Mm. So, you know that movie, I forget what it's called, Um, I forget what it's called, but it's the one where, you know, all crime is legal for a day and uh, people go out on killing sprees or something. My teammates were joking about how how that's just silly because, like, if they could do anything and all crime was legal, they'd just, you know, be sitting and (laughs) doing insider trading for 24 hours. So... uh, (laughs) So this feels, a a bit, <laughs> this feels a bit like that, you know, like you, you could do anything and you pick the worst possible thing <laughs> that you could do. It, it, I mean, would people really <laughs> want to just go and kill people? Yeah, stuff like exactly. That? Like, I don't know. I would want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I I'd, rather, I'd rather go steal a book or something. Than <laughs> <laughs> or the bar to the bookstore, yeah. <laughs> that aren't both of the books. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if that was an answer, but that's where my head went when you asked that question, Dan. I think it's the purge, right? Yeah, yeah the, the purge. Yes, exactly. That's the one. <laughs> Never seen it, but yeah. Yeah, I only seen the trailer, so I didn't want to. <laughs> I've heard it's silly. Yeah, it's not. For, it's the idea. I think is fun to, but 
it was okay. It was fine. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, as far as like loose connection, but um, when you were talking about like um, Morgan taking away the you know a free will of his people and stuff like that, there was like a note I made while reading that I was like, oh, I'll go back because I want to discuss this. Um, and then I actually didn't make a note because I'm bad at using the <laughs> Kindle. Uh, but I think I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's something like when Morgan was... Uh, what was it? Um, he was in the afterworld or something, thinking to himself, you know, about erasing, you know, making all his followers just blind um, robots or something. Uh, and he said something like, uh, it's fine if you give people the correct freedoms, mm. something like mm. that. I think it was almost exactly like it's like a very short phrase, like it's fine if you give them the correct ones. Mm. And I was just thinking <laughs> like, that, okay, like I understand, say, um, it just feels to me like that what's, you know, what someone that would criticize someone doing that would say, you know, he would say like, oh, you know, it's fine as long as you give them the correct ones, you know, mm. um, not someone which is trying to say that to themselves to justify what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, I, I think it would make more sense if it's, like, this is just in general for other stuff in the book too, like if instead of saying that, you it was framed like him talking to himself and saying something like, oh, is it wrong for the father to limit and you know the freedoms of a child for his good for his own good or for the owner to keep the pet safe and restrict his freedom because he knows best or to keep the I don't know the alcohol away from an alcoholic you know is mm-hmm. it bad for someone that knows what's best to re- help someone else by restricting their freedom you know and if you pose it mm-hmm. like that the reader might be like oh you know there might be something to it right mm-hmm. um. I just thought that was just something that, just the way it's written, you know? I mean, it's just very obvious what it's criticizing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel it could be yeah. a bit more subtle, maybe, but yeah. Like, it's fine to reach that conclusion. I just want to reach it myself a bit, mm. you know? Make me work a bit for it, let me think a bit. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. This is something I was thinking while reading that part. I see what you mean, but also I feel like it, until like the last few chapters, the series hasn't exactly been on the nose about what it's saying, right? It's yeah, you can interpret that if you want to, or you can just read it for fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they felt like they needed to be more explicit just to be sure that they're making the point or um i don't know <laughs> yeah i i see what you mean i i don't know how i feel about it as a reader but i i also feel like i kind of liked the sort of on the nose aspect of some of the things mm-hmm. that we got um because yeah so, it was sort of a comment of a style like an example yeah. of you know this is a good example of an explicit style choice that was made, mm. right? 
which yeah. you know gives you a certain feeling as opposed to different style choices which might mm. give you a different feeling right mm. yeah i just thought that was a good example you know mm. yeah. yeah no that makes sense yeah yeah i think i think i think it's interesting seeing the, the evolution of the series because i think the first book took itself it was there were some funny moments in it but i think it was more i don't want to say it took itself more seriously that sounds pretentious and like the doesn't but i think you know what I mean? like it, it seemed like it that it didn't lean into the humor as much i think the humor was mm. there but it was spread out a little bit more the first book was darker i don't think it was as dark mm. as everyone says yeah. it says it is but it is i think it's a little on the darker side but mm-hmm. um and then the second book i think leaned leaned into the humor a little bit more as focused more on characters and kind of opened up the world and this one is very heavily like and i it's an, i think it's intentionally smack you in the face with it funny like it's mm, trying to yeah. be funny and trying to be overtly you know it's it's not hiding anything i think it's interesting seeing the way that it it evolved from book one to this one kind of mm. how we've gone through the series because if you compare beyond redemption to this one there's a lot there's more humor in the first 20 pages of this book than there was in all of beyond redemption probably True. That's not a criticism. I just think it's interesting seeing the difference, like how we how we started and now how we're finishing, and kind of. That's a good point. Yeah. How how far apart were the books written? I think the first book was 2015 or six. I can look it up, but uh, I think there were several years mm. between. Let's see. Do you think that's just like a change in this in in Michael R. Fletcher's style of writing or more like this sort of series he thought, you know, needed this sort of thing as he was writing it. Mm. Uh, let's see. So Beyond Redemption was 2015. I think, uh, I think he, from just kind of what I, my take on it is that he, he's like having a little bit more fun with it. Like he's leaning into it more kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was a stylistic choice, and uh, Beyond or uh, the Mirror's Truth was 2016, December of 2016. So we're a good six, seven years. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Steve, have you read uh, the books that Snyder wrote by himself? I know you mentioned one that was very funny, but yeah, yeah this. Uh, is it uh, River of Thieves? It's hilarious. It's really, <laughs> it is funny from start to finish. Uh, there is some, there's violence in there, but it is, it's a, it's just a romp. It's like, and I think mm-hmm. Snyder's influence is is apparent here because he's after reading the River uh, um, River, fuck, <laughs> I'm bad at book names, but <laughs> anyway, reading his his book his. His the, he wrote by himself, and then seeing you can definitely see his his impre- his fingerprints in this mm. one because it is it is that mm. type of humor, and it's very mm. overt. It's very just like having a good time kind of thing, mm. which I think is a, is an interesting contrast to this series because you we start off really serious and dark and like the slaver and Morgan mm. and Morgan being broken and you know I'll, yeah. So I, I just think it's 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 funny. It's interesting seeing. The evolution of this one yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like the first book, like you said, feels a bit like like the first Law trilogy, sort of mm-hmm. like the atmosphere and you know a bit variety style stuff. Like, but now we're completely it's very different, like you said, which is mm-hmm. interesting. I haven't read the first Law, but is that also known for some humor? First dark humor, but it ne- it never goes like silly i think it's it's like there's some dark humor but uh yeah Mm. it's pretty i think it's it's pretty serious most of the time yeah it's um there's a little bit of humor in it i think there's there's a couple of characters that you can count on to provide the humor at least those moments but um yeah i'm not the biggest fan so (laughs) probably the wrong person to ask Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's okay. I think it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's bad. I just. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but nobody can agree with what grim dark is, right? Nobody can agree. It's, it's a pointless yeah. argument to have because no one. It's different for everyone. But when people say to get into grim dark, you should read first law. I think that's a bad. That's bad advice. I think that's. It's not a good representation of what dark fantasy mm. is. I think it's more. You know, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's a. It's a staple for dark fantasy. No. Yeah, I think it's more like a deconstruction of the classical tropes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say it is in a more modern um, style. But yeah, I, I. I'd <laughs> say like Beyond Redemption or uh, Ash and Sand or what else? Uh, like Adrian Selby. Uh, anything mm. Adrian Selby's written, that's more or like Ben Galley, that's more grim dark, I think. But mm. that's just my mm. opinion. Everyone has a different. So who am I? <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things that everybody uses their own definition to declare something grim dark or not. Yeah. Even what's grim and what's dark. <laughs> yeah, nobody can agree, so it's pointless. <laughs> Uh, I sorry new topic I, I really love the epigraphs where there's two quotes and one of them is calling the <laughs> previous quoter a twat or an idiot <laughs> or that they need to calm the fuck down <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> I mean it's pretty how do I say you know, even in real life, that's pretty real. Like in ancient history, a lot of writers called each other out. Maybe not super, you know, maybe you do a bit of rhetorical figures or something, but, but mm-hmm. then everyone is like, I know he's talking about that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, I think this is... <laughs> Yes, and I'm sure that's sort of the inspiration for this. But to see them both <laughs> placed together like that, usually epigraphs are these serious things that are supposed to set the theme for your chapter mm. and like <laughs> what you're reading. And then here, you just have two people having a fight. You don't know what side the author is on. <laughs> Can't each other yeah. twat. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You hear in Varsha say that? Yeah. Like, I think it's you know, because... <laughs> <laughs> most most books they choose the nice quotes and they choose to avoid all the you know i don't know if you've read any um random roman letters or stuff you know 
Like, there's the stuff that everybody, I don't know, the stuff that you study in school that is quoted, and then there's, like, the, you know, the other <laughs> stuff, the vulgar stuff, the, <laughs> the stuff that's, like, insulting or super, you know, scandalous stuff. Yeah. Mm. Which, <laughs> I see. <laughs> This is a thing. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to read at some point. Letters that authors exchange to each other or, you know, big personalities. I know they've published those. I don't know why they would allow that. But anyway, that'd be nice. <laughs> Good material. Uh, for a lot of, I wonder if it could also be, because a lot of what um, people did in the past or like even uh, um, like philosophers or whatever, right? You publish a book in which it's a dialogue and one of the persons is, represents you and the other person represents your enemy offer and you make mm. the enemy offer say the most stupid stuff <laughs> to <laughs> prove your point right <laughs> mm -hmm. so maybe maybe those epigraphs are not you know maybe they're not exactly written by that person it's just one guy writing for the other guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that would be hilarious <laughs> I've I've heard I'm I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I've heard that revelations in the Bible a lot of it is people taking shots at each other, like political enemies or people that they were they were you know they had disagreements with that they they made reference to those people in revelations like as a mm -hmm. you know, as a fuck you like oh yeah I will put you in revelations oh, yeah. you know like, so I don't know if that's true or not that's what I've heard. yeah so so what yeah. sort of I know for sure but I don't know if you've uh, read parts of the Divine Comedy, right? But the Divine Comedy is full of, oh, all these people are m the guys I think are bad political figures, so I'm going to put them in hell. <laughs> yeah. What What's in Revelations? What sort of thing is in there? And is that something that people preach from? It, it's like the end of the world kind of thing. And uh, mm -hmm. like the horsemen and the the horns oh, that... And, um, like the end of the world kind of thing. There's the, what is it? Scorpions that come and start kill, mm. killing people. And, a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. worth a read. It's like, it's at the end. I think it's at the end. It's the last, <laughs> it's the last chapter. Uh, <laughs> Don't spoil the Bible for me, Steve. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the appendix, uh, appendices. Um, it's not as dark, it's not as dark as uh second apocalypse. So, so you'll be okay. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But it's still pretty bonkers what, yeah. you know, <laughs> random yeah. stuff that happens in, you know. And the stuff like the weird descriptions of the, like, angels and demon creatures and things that happen in on Earth. It's like, yeah, it's pretty mm. fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Pretty yeah. pretty bonkers. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I'm sure Varsha has a lot more knowledge than us about Indian uh, mythology and Indian religion, and there's I know there's like bonkers shit there too. Yeah. Probably way <laughs> crazier than ours. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I don't know. Uh, Bible doesn't have a lot of uh, weird creatures, right? We have all kinds in ours. Mm -hmm. You know, Garuda. You both are, have <laughs> met a Garuda <laughs> at this point. Uh, I hope you have, Steve. Have you gotten that far in in Parido Street Station? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, anyway, that that's the end of the I thought it comes up really early. Does yeah, it's not? in the first couple of. I, it's in the first uh, section. I'm behind. Commissions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, by the way, that chat got moved yeah. up to thirty. We need to talk about that afterwards. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what was I saying? 
yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, weird stuff. There is some thing. There are some things that I get actively angry at, and others that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Why don't Why don't we uh, apply that more instead of being angry at each other for no reason? So yeah, there's there's all kinds of things. <coughs> so um, there are some things that I uh, got angry about, like as like this is really sexist and I, I don't like it. In some stories from the Mahabharat, there are some very strong characters or strong women in that story, but there are some that I got upset at. So I was like, I'm going to buy the unabridged translation of the Mahabharat and see <laughs> if you know these are translation errors or like people misinterpreting. Um, like adding the feminism or sorry uh, sexism to it or if it's just something that's in the text right so I bought it and then I opened a random page and there was just this story that I don't remember but (laughs) I was like okay there's my proof (laughs) that it's not interpretation (laughs) this is the translated text (laughs) so someone just carries this woman off (laughs) and all he does is take the permission of her husband the woman has no say in it she gets abducted and whatnot anyway yeah there are bonkers things that I get angry at but there are also I things that we can learn from (laughs) so you're saying to read the old testament then yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's that... and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, uh, have the you New read... Testament is is a lot more fine. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot tamer. The old one. Yeah. Have you read Gurav Mohanty's book? Uh, is it Children of Darkness? Children of yeah, something like that. Children. I think it's Sons of Darkness. Sons of Darkness. Sorry. Yes, I. I, I started it. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so cool. So yeah. Uh, what what did, uh, you said? Uh, chapter thirty, Farsha. Chapter thirty. I thought you said you wanted to talk about something in chapter thirty, or was I? Did I mishear you? Oh, I don't think so. I think I just oh. started the thing about epigraphs, and it was chapter thirty-four. Oh. Okay. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys want to bring up a new topic? Because I have one to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, what do you guys think of uh, Morgan ending up in the after death and, like, nobody's around? Uh, so, I feel like the the fact that the Gotlos King brought all the undead from the after death to the point where it's empty now, it feels a bit underplayed you know like it must be a lot more of a bigger deal than it's made out to be so what, what do you guys think of that whole uh, undead plus empty after death stuff wait so so when when all the undead went from after death to life weren't they all then burned by Gehirn so wouldn't they yeah. go back to the after death or no or do they just be gone at that point. No, I think they're gone. Uh, I think they oh, okay. mentioned that a few times, that Gehin, when she burns them, uh, they're gone. In fact, I think uh, it was probably in Gehin's POV that um, sh- when she went to the after death the first time, or the only time, there was no one waiting for her, because everyone she killed, she did so by burning oh. them. And 
that gives them a more complete end than the after death. Oh, okay. I didn't. Uh, I think I missed that. Because I remembered that thing with the dragon, right? Because the dragon was like killing thing and they didn't go to the after death. But I didn't realize it was the same for Geher. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Maybe yeah. it's for the better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. But, and there was, I think it was an epigraph about how they keep creating worse and worse after deaths for themselves, right? Each is worse than the other, which also maybe uh, gives some credence to uh, you guys' theories from earlier that this world is the after death is one is an after death too. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, it feels like um, some perspective. I don't know which is that the finality of being burnt and not going to any after death, at least not the one that the warriors end up at, um, is a good thing. Mm. Maybe they go to a different after death, the real after death, the after death which is not governed by <laughs> random people's uh, beliefs. Yeah. Kind of, so speaking of the after death, I start to wonder about Stalin because... Stellan and Wichita because mm -hmm. they they were both they both came from the after death and is Stellan because I forget who tells her that she's in hell basically that she's uh, or not in hell but she's in the after death because uh, she she thinks that she's her sister she kills her dad um, she ends up like slashing her own face mm -hmm. despite her sister. So you start to wonder, it seems like everything's converging and it, like things are like running into each other. Like maybe the after death is the world now. It, is that why it's empty? Because mm -hmm. everything is coming back? I, I don't know. Oh, that could be. That could be a thing. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe get here and it's going to burn everything. And then the after death is going to become the new status. Cool. The new world. Mm, and that's what happened to the empty. previous one. There was a previous world and it got destroyed, so the next layer became the world. <laughs> I mm. don't know. Maybe. And yeah. But it could be, because yeah, there are some things mentioned like that. Was it because uh, Taboo, was it Taboo? Um, I think either Taboo tells someone, or is it somebody tells Taboo that... Um, because he says he says something about like Morgan being remembered, and they said, "Well, there will there won't be anyone around to remember him. Like, you're all gonna die. Like, no one's gonna make it mm. out." So I I wonder if things are like you said, Dan. Like, we're the this will become the after death or something. Or mm. it'll, it's I'm pretty sure like, we're going towards some sort of apocalypse, right? Yeah. But who knows what the result of that is? Very. <laughs> so hmm. Clever sort of apocalypse. Tell me again who the four horsemen are: death, famine, death, famine, uh, disease, and oh, what's the last one? War, war, war. Okay, so disease is probably contamination. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know if there's the exact parallel because I try thinking about it. I don't think there's an exact parallel. I think the mm. parallel is only like four of them and four identities, I think, because otherwise it doesn't really align, does it? I see. Yeah, yeah, doubt probably doesn't have an equivalent there. Uh, 
perfection was not feeding anyone, was he? Uh, could that be famine, maybe? I guess. So that yeah. leaves doubt and taboo? Because we have death, famine, war, and conquest. War and conquest. Oh, conquest, yeah. Hmm. Um, Revelation 6 tells of a book or scroll in God's right hand that is sealed with the seven seals. Um, so are there any seals? They ride on horses. I don't know. Sure. I don't think we've been near the ocean for a while or ever. So I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen any seals yet. <laughs> they'd be they'd be clubbed a long time ago if there were sales in this world. Yeah, in this world, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just watched a Frasier episode with a dead seal in it yesterday, so that's oh. particularly funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to yeah, see. I don't think there's, there's more yeah. parallels than just that. I don't think mm. it goes yeah. more in depth than that for now. But mm. yeah. I like that at least two match though. That that seems to fit your theory, Dan. Because mm. mm. it's self destruction. Ooh, self destruction was Koenig's doppel, yeah. uh, or wannabe doppel, <laughs> who's having identity crisis about whether he's the obsidian or Koenig or his own entity. <laughs> I think he's kind of like becoming something else. Like he's yeah. yeah. Does he is he starting to have? I mean, this was way earlier in the book where he had a semi identity crisis where he's like, Am I Koenig mm. now? I'm starting to have thoughts like him. What do you guys think he's up to with all the destroying the world? Do you think he's just another agent of the goddess who wants to destroy everything? Or, hmm. yeah, I don't know what she what he wants. It's like, it's mm. doing random, just destroying everything, right. Yeah, he wants to destroy faith itself, right? Yeah, like faith in everything. Yeah, like the sort of the fabric of reality in this world, I guess, because it's you know this world is based on what people believe, i.e., faith. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah, at the very least, he's furthering the agenda of whoever wants to destroy everything and start over <laughs> yeah but I guess it's also but we're probably going to see another one I guess because it wasn't there the other guy which was approaching the statue wanted to talk to it and you know so I assume that he's going to get also either infected or possessed by the statue hmm. right oh yeah yeah oh yeah I was trying to I'm trying to remember what that was. Um, this is why I read everything the day before. I tried to be good and read a week ahead. <laughs> I, I don't remember anything. So, yeah, how did that guy end up in the cart? Oh, yeah, self-destruction did that. Uh, he wanted him carted out of the city so that yeah. he can stop being influenced by obsidian. And then yeah. the reflections and doppels were reflecting off of that. Stone. But the shadow fellow, yeah, the the dude with the shadows, he mm, yeah. his shadow got eaten up by the obsidian, and so it seems to be absorbing personalities. Some oh, mm, and he met yeah. Zukunft, right? 
and mm-hmm. she was yeah. talking to the obsidian too oh yeah that woman is terrifying True. yeah yeah do you yeah, think she was lying about do you think she was lying about losing her militarist powers because or do you think the obsidian found a way to talk to her regardless Well, I mean, she, if she's a mirror image, then she's not a mirrorist, as, as far as I've understood up to now. Mm. Like, the mirror image is not the mirror, a mirror themselves, is they? Are they? Mm. She was talking to what I thought was her reflection in the obsidian. Mm. Well, because I guess they sh- would be Zukunft, right? The original one, right? Yeah. Then. Oh, I see. You think Zukunf got trapped like Koenig got trapped and became failure? And so that's what happens when the mirror's tendencies take over. But maybe I'm wrong. That's what I thought yeah. happened. Like, it yeah. just switches, sort of. Mm. Hmm. That makes but sense. then I guess at that point, like, the, pe- the person inside the mirror, they do have the powers of the mirror, right? Because didn't Koenig have them when he was inside or no? Or he didn't? He was trapped inside a room. I thought yeah, mirror images could move more freely than that. Or, but was yeah. he able to? I don't remember. Like, did he use like the information inside, like you know, him seeing the future or other locations to plot against the Miraconic or no? I want to say remember. he did, but I think that happened off page because we. Okay. There was a time gap between, like, between when we met Failure for the last time, and then the next thing we knew, he had come back again. All he did yeah, was, yeah. yeah so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he used this ability to at least communicate with other reflections, like reflections of other mirrors, mm-hmm. to get information. But, yeah, I don't I don't remember. I think he did have some reflection powers but it wasn't described in too much detail I don't think okay hmm. yeah so I have no clue what's going on with Sukhumf yeah yeah, but, yeah so who do we think are all the major players like, we are at the last quarter of the book so we're about to hit the climax who do you think the major players will be? The Obsidian has to be there, but who else? One hundred percent that uh, Stellan is going to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and killing someone. I don't know who. <laughs> do you think what's happening with Stellan? Like, if we get to the bottom of that, we'll know what's up with the world too. Maybe will she be the one to Maybe. figure it out? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't feel like she wants to know though. She's like, yeah, cool. I'm in Maya's body now. Let me just go hack away. <laughs> Do you think she'll kill Morgan? Hmm. I think so. Or maybe she'll kill Noct. One mm. of them. One or one or either. I think. Yeah. Because we have to get a reunion right with Witchstick and Stellan. Yeah. We have to get a reunion somehow. 
No, you don't think so? Yeah, I don't know what Vic, no, Vic Dick is doing. I... What yeah. is he even trying to do now? I'm unsure. <laughs> I, th I, th I think he set out to be the world's, really the world's greatest swords man. And he's being upstaged by his pupil. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Peck is <laughs> is uh, is interesting. Yeah, I am on. I'm just on the edge of really disliking him and loving his character. <laughs> I preferred Veaver of a previous pupil. Yeah. She was. Uh... I like the one that believes what he says. It's more funny, I think. Yeah, that's true. It is. I I mean, you almost, but well, I felt sorry for Victig. <laughs> uh, mm. That's not a position I want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's heading away from all the other guys, right? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So I wonder how we'll end up together, I guess. If he has to have any part in it. So he wanted to go. Oh, wait, he wa wanted to go on a quest to the other side of the world. But then he's like, I'll go to Selbstas first and get Morgan to fix my face and then <laughs> go back. <laughs> he picked up a pupil oh, yeah. on the way and he met a bunch of swords women. Uh, he met a swords woman. Yeah. So he's back so in Selbstas. Yeah, yeah okay, he watched okay. Selbstas burn, apparently. That was the last we saw of him. Okay, yeah, okay. Interesting. Steve, you mentioned a new slaver. I forget who was it. Deeb. D-I-E-B. I think he was in chapter 29, 30, uh, maybe? Yeah. Well, Morgan, too, technically. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They uh, get Gahian to try to follow him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I thought there was... I thought there was, like, the leader of the, like, undead army from the Glottos or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah, that's who that was, I think. I guess we, we've... Yeah, we had we've heard of him but we hadn't met him okay yeah right yeah <laughs> I, lo I love the ending that Gehin gave him it's like oh you want what you want me to serve you <laughs> yeah <laughs> why don't you burn instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I think I enjoyed this set of chapters quite a bit and I'm I'm eager to see how it's going to end. Yeah, still unsure what's going to yeah. happen there. Yeah. So, weird question, <laughs> but what would be? I feel like at this point, this book can do practically anything, and I'd be okay with it. So, what is an ending for both of you that would really mm. disappoint you? Like, if this happened, I'm gonna hate this book. Ooh. <laughs> Hmm. What do you think, Dan? 
don't know if it's boring. <laughs> if it's like, I don't know. If Morgan dies, and then I don't know. I'm trying to think. If even if it like, oh, if something happens and it, it restarts, implying that it's like a cycle, that might be fine too, right? Mm. I don't mind that. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask a question. Speaking of cycles, I had a question about Witch Dig, but uh, before that, I think. Well, what I, I think I'd be okay with almost anything. I think I just want the end to have a little bit of finality. I guess. Mm. Um, <clears throat> what about you, Varsha? What would make you really dislike it? I. I don't know. I feel like if it undermined all the things that it seems to be, um, all the themes that I I think. So, you know, Dan, when you said you wanted to figure it out for yourself, like for me, it the I'm it made me like the book more because I I tend to care about what I think the author is trying to tell me, and it feels clear here that I. I'm sort of in agreement with their religious beliefs. It feels like that. Right? I don't feel like that's just in there for entertainment. I feel like it's probably what they believe too. Um, and for that, I feel like if the ending undermines all of that in some way by making a silly point or something, mm. yeah, it'd be incredibly hard to do that. But if that happens, then maybe I'd like it a bit less. But yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, if the ending is trying to make some sort of point, mm. I don't think I would like that. I don't want you to make any sort of mm. point. I want yeah. I want it to be stupid or whatever. You know. Yeah. Actually, that would be my favorite. If it's just stupid, I love it, and I want it to be stupid. You know, it's, it feels weird to say I want a book called A War to End All to have a stupid <laughs> ending, but. I feel like it has earned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, just before I forget, there was a mention of, because I think we had talked about this in book one or book two about Witch Dig and Bedecked being the same person. Mm. And there was another mention of his, mm. his joints popping, like Bedecked's joints used to pop. Is he becoming Bedecked? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. It, if he's not becoming bedecked, he's at least becoming a lot like bedecked. Is it uh, karma because he had so much contempt for bedecked? But not really. He did like the man, so. Yeah. yeah. Is that, Maybe it's so, a sort of um, lesson in like uh, what we become or, you know, mm. people yeah. start that way and end up that way. Yeah. Is... Is the is the world replacing a bedecked shaped hole with waiting? <laughs> but uh, I forget which book that was. It was there was something that created such a big void that they needed to. Mm, uh, I think yeah. it's the beginning of Sandman. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, mm. the very beginning. I do like not, that. Not a spoiler, but yeah. I like the mm. when books use a concept like a bit of a meta concept of a sort of like. Oh, there needs to be a hero or something like that, or needs to be a mm. villain, right? Yeah. So there's my, there's a void, and then something goes to fill it, and then 
might be wacky or whatever mm. <laughs> different or it's some sort of comment on who becomes who takes over the role which i guess would fit in this sort of world too right yeah. except there's yeah. no heroes or enemies yeah. everyone is an enemy yeah we need an insanely sane person that's the whole that bedict <laughs> yeah well yeah oh. but or maybe that could happen at van maybe the hero is going to show up at van and fix everything <laughs> 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 who is the hero which which of the characters we've well, we met haven't so far? seen him yet oh, but he's gonna show up at the end <laughs> like the police in indian movies uh, yeah. uh i was gonna say something oh yeah what about that super sane dude that uh taboo used to go destroy all the um uh, the church delusions and the tax collectors mm. delusions i thought mm. that was cool yeah does it look language how would he do it though how would he able to do it? I thought he was just a random guy. Yeah. It, it felt like it... Did you guys feel like that that came almost out of nowhere? Like, there was no foreshadowing of Taboo feeling weaker or anything like that. And then suddenly it's, oh, this is why I'm feeling weaker. Now I'll use him to destroy the city. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... Sure. I mean, there's so much stuff happening that mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, did I miss yeah. something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Ta- taboo killing that prostitute and, and keeping her alive with his delusions while she was flayed oh alive. God. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> In the most horrible way. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it, it actually was because... <laughs> I mean, the scene started with him taking her tongue, and obviously, we probably <laughs> went somewhere else with that. And then you're like <laughs> chewing on it. <laughs> oh, I also really, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is why this is dark, and it's bad to laugh at dark fantasy jokes. But um, <laughs> the image of uh, Taboo hanging upside down from a cactus, uh, all flayed, and just a head with the skeleton in that last chapter it was taboo right yeah it was taboo Mm. after he got out of that city i thought that was hilarious yeah it was brutal (laughs) yeah it transitions pretty fast from being funny to like whoa okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay yeah i mean so i guess the cue for hilarity there is that taboo's like yeah cool this i i get to meet my end goal this way um but if he had been suffering it would have been dark but he was not so it's funny (laughs) 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 yeah i'm trying to think what else i had written down i think that was about it I think that's about it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I remember. <coughs> yeah. Yep. So, do do you, both of you, or do, what do each of you think about God? Was is Gotlos real or not? And is it doubt, just being doubtful? Hmm. Well, no, he used to be real, but now it's not because doubt doesn't believe in it anymore. So it became oh that right. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. And he's, and he's slowly side. transforming all the things as he walks by, right? Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. He's doubting their existence. 
yeah, and slowly unraveling the fabric of reality probably at some point. Yeah. That's neither war nor conquest. So, <laughs> so, uh, so before we wrap up, what are predictions for each of you? How do you think it ends? Or what, what major event or how do you think it'll end? Either or. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't think the world will be saved, right? I don't think anyone's trying to... Uh, so the question is, does anyone, uh, will our characters go with the world or if they continue on to the next one? So. Probably I think they'll not. still be there, at least a couple of them. I think it's going to end with something like, oh, Stellan and, or Victig or something just walking towards the horizon <laughs> and whatever this new world is i think that's that's what i'm gonna guess so so this, this goddess new world might be, <laughs> yeah this new world might be the after death of the current world might be a new one might be our reality maybe who knows but hmm. I, that's what i think so, so the goddess created a new world and then she seeded it with the worst of the <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's gonna become the like the Adam of a new world. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. I, I like know. that. Maybe. That's my now that's how I want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> what are your predictions, Steve? I think Stellan will kill Morgan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And. I think they'll all die. <laughs> you think they'll all die? Cool. Yeah. The, the, the like yes, I think everyone's going to die. But I think Stellan yeah, will get her revenge. With like a line saying, and then they all died. It, it'll be <laughs> a, a funny, shitty thing that one of them says. Like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like we're going down. This, there'll be one snarky last line, and then everyone will be dead. Mm. I mm. like that. That's, yeah, that's, I think that's very plausible. Do you think any of Morgan's doppels or reflections will stick around? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe one of them will see it a new world or something. Yeah, I don't like any of them. I don't like any of them as seeds. Yeah. <laughs> I like Victor and Stella. Now that I think about it, I think I. I don't know. I'm thinking that there must be something to do with, you know, how Bedeck was sane and he made things sane. I, there must be something with with that at the end. There must be something either someone making everything sane or something like that. I think, because I think mm. there's been something like either Morgan thinking about it. There's been other you know mentions of it after, which made me think that it's gonna come up again. <laughs> The sanity? Yeah. I think mm. someone thought about something like, oh, Bedeckt made it become sane for a second and then, then there was some, some other comment on it, which mm. was like, okay, but I think this is going to come back later on mm. in a major way. But, you know, that's, what, that's my feeling. Yeah. Will we see Bedeckt again? I hope not. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think we'll see Victic as a Bedecked lookalike. I think that's the most we're going to get Bedecked <laughs> of Bedecked in this book. I hope so. Yeah. I like Bedecked, but I think, yeah, I hope he, yeah. hope he stays dead. <laughs> or wherever he is. I love you, but I hope you stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his his uh, I think his character ended. It was like a cool ending for him, so I don't want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's leave mm-hmm. it. I, I I like him, but you know, mm-hmm. he went out pretty yeah. cool. He, mm-hmm. he had a good yeah. finale. So that was a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the goddess is gonna need someone sane to see the new world or to fix this world so that people don't delusions don't break things all the time mm. Mm. yeah it's gonna be fun whatever happens mm-hmm. yeah yeah 25 percent more to go, go. read the rest yeah. <laughs> tonight <laughs> yeah less than 100 pages i think no oh, nice yeah so cool so in the meantime so uh, before next week varsha where can people find you uh, my channel is Reading by the Rainy Mountain. The About page has other ways to reach me and links to my podcast. And I hang out on the page showing forum a lot. <laughs> nice. And Dan? Uh, you can find me on the Patreon forum. And if by some incredible coincidence you work at some random copper mine in the US and you're doing some random training which i'm not going to mention here tomorrow and wednesday then maybe you're going to see me in person who knows you never know who's going to, who's listening you never know you never know never know steve should post this a few days after we record just to trip all the listeners up. yeah oh yeah yeah it's not gonna be <laughs> instead of going to every every door in your in your home city they'll be going to every copper mine in the united states looking for you there's probably less oh, no. copper mines than doors in your home city so but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let them there's a lot of copper mines in the u.s i'm just gonna yeah. say that but <laughs> huh. they are spread out though too so i would imagine oh, yeah, yeah. yeah long drive yeah well cool so we will see everyone next week and then after that we'll be starting uh tuesdays or we'll record on tuesdays we'll be recording we'll be discussing matterhorn and we'll be beginning the prince of nothing uh part by part yes. so All the details are on the forum. Go check them out if you want to join us. And until next time, we'll see everyone soon. Have a great week.